the vibe check. I passed the vibe check. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Welcome to your Monday show. Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently. I am the Slow Chemical, and we are here the week after Valentine's Day, the week after the Super Bowl. If your team won, congratulations. If your team lost, congratulations. You still made it to the Super Bowl. So, <clears throat> let's get right into this, because I feel like this was by far the most, well, by far the slowest news week of the year, which is saying a lot. Also, I feel like this was by far the calmest, you know, which is saying a lot because, let me say, so I remember watching an episode of Wrestling With Regret with Brian Zane. It's on YouTube. Check him out. He's a great YouTuber. And I remember, this, 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 was, a, this was a show he did like three or four years ago now. <clears throat> and it had to be during the pandemic because that's, that's when I really got into watching uh, his show. And wrestling is in the full arm a full what was it a full on a full on a full on arms race right try saying that five times fast and i'm gonna think to myself are we there though you know because i'm <clears throat> i love all wrestling like the times that i do get knocked by people it's because i love wrestling and these people are like well you don't knock AEW enough or you don't knock this sometimes this is nothing to knock and sometimes if i don't talk about it that's my way of knocking it because i just didn't enjoy what the product was they were putting out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, this has been truer, and it has been more truer than it has been now. We finally have Will Ospreay's official AEW debut as an AEW contracted wrestler. It will happen at Revolution. His opponent, Takeshita. And I, I, I struggle saying that motherfucker's word every time. Name every time. <clears throat> so anyways, that going on, we have... The Rock officially joining the bloodline in a move where he legitimately has the internet. Which this is the last thing you need the internet to do is investigating shit. But he has legitimately the internet looking at all of his mannerisms to see how he's going to screw over Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. We have TNA wrestlers sending letters to the owners of TNA saying, Hey, what the hell is this with Scott Demore? Blah, blah, blah. I, I, just so many things going on. This by far was a comments week. It was funny because I want to say, as I record this, it's Sunday night. I, I would normally record it on Saturday. And as you guys know, I'm, I'm open with when I record these shows. <clears throat> Legitimately, I have, I have written no notes down. I was just like, huh. Is it that slow? Because I, 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 I just still happen to remember everything I wanted to talk about. And I was like, oh, that's pretty. that's a pretty slow week, you know? Um, but it's one of those things where I feel like it's the kind, I feel like, like we've had, we, I feel like we had like this storm and now it's calm and we're, this is, and we're about to head into another fucking storm, you know, cause remember the elimination chamber is this Saturday. We will have predictions on the matches that are currently ongoing or, or scheduled. It's only four of them. Um, then after that, it's the road to revolution. 
than the road to WrestleMania. And so me and JT have not talked about a schedule, but next week, here's what I'm looking at. Because JT, I don't know if I told you guys this, I believe I did, but just as a reminder. After JT's first appearance this year, JT hit me up and said, hey man, I would like to come on after every pay-per-view, or PLE, whatever you want to call them. And I said, that's it's fine with me. I don't. I don't you know, really care. So unless him and I can get together on Sunday night next week, and this is just in case, right? If him and I can get together on Sunday night, I will definitely just have that be the show. But if we hit, but if we have to wait till Monday or something, then I'm going to record two different shows. So one, so we we will not miss a Monday show. Also. <clears throat> Let me make this clear, because uh, it is official. I am going to Revolution to see Sting's retirement match. I am going to... Uh, I am going to? I am? Uh, anyways, I, I'm going to WrestleMania weekend and WrestleMania. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually been at actually a WrestleMania. You know, a lot of you guys know I've been listening to this, uh, this, this podcast for a while. I went to Dallas for WrestleMania, but I didn't go to WrestleMania. I went to WrestleMania weekend. It was the first time uh, in a very long time where I actually enjoyed... I, I mean, first time ever, actually, where I went balls out and went to everything but Mania that year. I watched a WrestleMania night one and night two from home. Um, well, the hotel. Uh, but I did everything else. I went to an ROH show. I, I, went, I, I, I literally did everything else. But go to WrestleMania this year. We're, we're getting it all in, baby. I'm landing in Philadelphia Thursday, WrestleCon Friday, Saturday. I have no clue which is the greatest thing about all of this. And then Sunday, I'm I, I'm definitely going to night two because I want to see Cody finish the story. Night one's up in the air right now. I'm not really worried. I know a lot of people say they'll be sold out. No one's ever officially sold out because StubHub will have tickets until the last minute. Um, but I'm debating. It just depends on. I have to see the schedule for all WrestleMania weekend to see because I want to actually <clears throat> experience not just WWE but uh, and not just AEW, not just ROH. I want to experience everything. So we are going there. But as far as those go, because I will be in North Carolina on Sunday night, I will record an episode. Essentially, I'm going to record the the week's worth of episode uh, for Monday. So that way, Monday we'll have a show. Then me and JT will come back later that week. Don't know the date yet. We'll figure that out. <clears throat> Excuse me. He'll come back later that week and do our own review of it. Same thing with WrestleMania. I will actually... I, I don't... I, do, I doubt, because I'm flying there. If I was driving, it would be a different story. But I doubt I'm going to bring all my stuff with me. So I'm probably just going to do... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll do some type of show for Monday. And then later that week, me and JT will get into it. As far as just... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. As far as just uh, where we're where we going, what, what the review of WrestleMania is night one and night two. So, anyways, just to get that piece of business out the way, let's get into this. SmackDown. The Rock makes it official. He is officially a heel. He's officially mixed the old school with the new school with his outfit, and he has joined the Bloodline. And he asks, "Do you smell what the Bloodline's cooking?" This has been. <clears throat> The most uh, mixed review of a heel turn I've ever seen in my life. Outside of the Goldberg one. <laughs> because some people love it. Because we didn't get a lot of Hollywood. People don't realize. If you weren't around in 2003. Hollywood Rock was uh, a, 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 a phoenix that rose from the ashes. So here's, a, here's how even Hollywood Rock happened. So essentially in 2002. You have 
The Rock just kind of, he comes into the, the, the year chasing Chris Jericho for the WWE Championship. He loses at the Royal Rumble. Then he begins his feud with Hogan. Then he takes some time off. And then, and I told this story before in the podcast, Undertaker at this point is the WWE Champion. Rock just so happens to walk in on a production meeting. And Bruce Prichard, Vincent Man, and Brian Gortz are talking. And they're like, hey, we don't want Undertaker to lose to Brock Lesnar because we have a few Brock Lesnar and Undertaker happening in September and October. So who can we get to win the WWE Championship and drop it to Brock Lesnar? Rock said, oh, shit, I'll just do that. And the, the, the famous story is Rock's drinking a soda or whatever he was drinking. He, and he just casually, like, once he hears this, he wasn't called into the production meeting. He just walked in. And they're just talking about it. And Rock just kind of says, okay, I'll lose to him. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Apparently, like, he drank a soda. I'll lose to him. Who gives a fuck? And he walks out. And then, according to Bruce Pritchard, Vince Man said, well, there's our new champion. And, that, and, they, and then they just moved on. But even though he was a transitional champion, one of the greatest tricks, I, I still think it's number two or number three in the company. Because um, I think the greatest triple threat match in the company's history is the triple H threat match we will never hear about again, which was Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H from WrestleMania 20. This is number two or number three, though. Because you had Undertaker coming in as a WWE champion, Kurt Angle, The Rock. And they had themselves a hell of a triple threat match for the WWE Championship at Vengeance. I have not seen that match in a very long time. But I loved every second of it, and this could give you a match. This could give me the match of the month vibes right now. I know I've used this, that match before in the, in the previous iteration of this podcast. I loved that triple threat match. I thought it was perfect. Undertaker did not get pinned, so it protected him. And everyone's seen the role of Brock Lesnar was on at that point. He won King of the Ring on this particular pay per view. I think it was Vengeance 2002. He defeated RVD again because RVD was in the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. And he was just on the path of destruction, you know. But anyways, this was a lot of people. Oh, sorry. We keep keep the timeline before I lose my my focus. So anyways, we get to Nassau Coliseum. Rock's the champion. Rock's the face. The fans are booing the Rock, and it just changed the dynamic of this. And then Lesnar won the title, and then Rock cuts a promo. And this was actually after the pay per view, and he said sing along is over because they booed the shit out of him. And then all of a sudden we've seen him some months later, and now he's this new iteration. He's this new persona um, of Hollywood Rock, and they just dropped a Hollywood Rock action figure a few months ago. I was I drove to Atlanta. What, what, what? I drove to Atlanta for something, <clears throat> and I got there super early. And I don't have I have a key to my aunt's place, but I don't have a remote to get in her gate. And so I just said, "Fuck, it, let me go see if Walmart's open." And finding a Hollywood, I've been looking for a Hollywood Rock for years. The only Hollywood Rock I saw was from Jack Specific, and it was an awful Hollywood Rock. It was one of the most awful figures they've ever done. And they did some decent figures, but this was not one of them. Well, anyways, um, got me, I got my Hollywood Rock, but when the Hollywood Rock happened, you had the the rock concerts and stuff, and that was only that was only there for a few months. But if you look at the gold, everything Rock Hollywood Rock did, I can say in my opinion was gold. Whether it was him putting over Booker T, him putting over Shane Helms. Like, if you let you look at that timeline, which we can... Fuck. Should I do that? Yeah, I'll just do that. You know, I'll just... Next week, I'll, I'll write this down, actually. I'll do a Hollywood Rock timeline. You, that way, you can see what he does. But I thought everything he did was gold. And I loved it. And then it ended when he lost to Goldberg. And that was the, always supposed to be the end game. <coughs> Excuse me. So, it's one of those things where it just... You know, and so now you have this version of Hollywood Rock back. He's a part of the bloodline. 
The bloodline's stronger than ever. We also had on SmackDown um, Roman Reigns going to Jimmy and saying, hey, you know, you might want to, you know, talk to your brother Jay, you know, and because Roman's now blaming Jay for all of this things, these things happening, and Roman Reigns, excuse me, and The Rock coming back, because legitimately The Rock is a high chief in real life. He's legitimately the head of the fucking table in real life. Um, I can't remember, if I'm not mistaken, when he first came back to the company, like 2000, what, when, what, what year was it where he went, where it was, uh, WrestleMania 27, whatever WrestleMania 27 was, I remember they didn't end up doing a documentary on him, and that's when, I think in that documentary, which is probably on Peacock, um, that's when, like, you could see him embracing his culture, and that's when he became a high chief, um, so he's definitely a high chief, you know, legitimately, um, we all knew Jay wasn't defeating Gunther anyway, but this this will now lead to the match. Because if you look at it, Jay really has a vo- Jay's avoided Jimmy. It feels like Jay has been playing the Bret Hart to Jimmy's Owen Hart. Like Jimmy has gone out of his way to antagonize this guy, his brother, everything. You know, and Jimmy outside of their interaction in the Rumble, like they've had a couple like small interactions, and Jay just looks at Jimmy, just shakes his head, and walks away. You know, Jay fucking went to Cody Rhodes in the storyline and said, hey, man, can you get me off this fucking um, roster? I need a fresh start, you know? And that's what he did. And so um, it's one of those things where, like, this is just where it leads up to. And we all know this is the match for Mania. Like, even though only two matches are signed, this is by far the most known third match that's signed. That's not signed. And it's Jimmy versus Jay. And honestly, I was telling this to uh, JT off air before. I could see this match opening night one or night two, because I could I could see this being a banger, you know what I'm saying? But um, <clears throat> anyways, I thought all I thought I thought my opinions on it. Everyone always reuses stuff, right? Cena by far to me is probably the one person that really didn't reuse <clears throat> a lot of his catchphrases. Um, always use the same stuff. I don't I haven't watched the Rock promo in a very long time, cause I thought it was the same kind of stuff, but also, he comes from the attitude there, where he could say whatever the fuck he wanted to, you know, this dude once said, uh, called Shane McMahon a pussy on air, <clears throat> and so, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I didn't think it was bad, um, I thought the promo did what it needed to do, he blamed the fans for, essentially, costing him a main event at WrestleMania, I'm sure he'll get it back next year, um, look, we all know where this is heading. And to me, what this is hitting is, Roman Reigns is, is going to be, if not number one babyface, number two babyface for sure. He's going to be a massive babyface. When, when, when they turn him and they do that double turn, which is going to have to happen, <clears throat> which is probably already starting to happen, like, I could see Roman chasing the Rock for a match and not the other way around. You know, we both we all know we're, we're, we're seeing Solo versus Roman. I can see Solo completely dismantling Roman Reigns in, 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 a, in a match to put him over. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we all know what's heading. It's heading to a split. It's heading to uh, a one-on-one match between The Rock and uh, Roman Reigns. Also, it's been rumored that The Rock is uh, pitching that night one. And look here. Anyone who watched the Super Bowl and saw the commercial, it looked like they were promoting the hell of a, cha- a tag team match. And supposedly The Rock is pitching a tag team match in night one. Which means you would have uh, Seth Rollins, the World Heavyweight Champion, Cody Rhodes, the number one contender, 
facing off with Roman Reigns and uh, The Rock. And so, <clears throat> and so, by the way, I'm not sick. <laughs> I just have not, I just have not talked. I went to work this morning because I've been mainly working remote. So they asked me to come to the office and I just haven't been talking. And like when I project my voice now, I should probably do some like voice exercises because like there's a lot of times I don't talk for the most part all day. And then someone will catch me and I'll have to talk and it just go and we're talking back and forth and my voice just cracks all the time. So that's why that's what you're hearing. This is like at, what time is it? What time is it? It's 8:30 at night. Legitimately, I've been up since four this morning, and so I have I've barely talked. So, anyways, um, but no, like I, I don't like that idea. You know, I, I really don't. I don't like Cody and Roman working double. I mean, I'm assuming it's to get The Rock uh, uh, on the pay per view, and that's cool and all, but it's like. I don't know. There's something, something about it that just kind of feels, yeah, to me, you know? Now, if this was the original plan, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, like they said it was, which we all know it was not, then this match would be happening in Perth, not night one of WrestleMania. Now, on a completely surface level situation, I can see this being a good thing because Seth Rollins gets a main event, everything like that, but it really makes no sense night one of WrestleMania. It's just a way of shoehorn the rock in on the card. You know, and it seems like he really wants to wrestle on this card for whatever reason it may be, whether it's stocks, whether it's this, whether it's that, whether it's boom, 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 right? So I don't really know, but I don't like the idea. I actually don't like it. I remember when uh earlier this week JT hit me up and was like, What do you think? I was like, I, I don't like it. And then he said, Well, and then he sent me a picture and said, Why can't things be back to where this was? It was a picture of Dusty versus Ric Flair. I said, because you have to understand, they made a move. The Rock, Triple H, whoever made a move, and they thought that Cody Rhodes' endorsement would then calm things down. I think they they doubted the popularity of their number one babyface. They thought he was replaceable. They legit, that's, that's that's how it happened. They thought it was replaceable, but it's not. And I said this last week, I'll say it again. Do you know how many people work so hard every day, whether it's this country, USA, or all over the world? And everyone knows that this person is next for a pro- I have seen this at jobs myself. It's clear so-and-so is about to get promoted. Then all of a sudden, the job been pulled from online. The guy, the guy or the gal's like, hey, uh... Did anyone else apply for that job? Because I, I tried to. It was taken out. No. Whatever. And all of a sudden, three weeks later, someone someone brand new from the outside has been brought in to take the position. For as many people that want to see The Rock and Roman Reigns, there are more that want to see Cody and Roman Reigns. WWE is past the point of nostalgia acts. Are nostalgia acts nice? They are very nice. AEW's nostalgia acts, they're fine. They are very nice. They are essentially the chocolate chips in the fucking cookie, right? It makes those cookies so overwhelmingly delicious, right? But here's the, here's the thing, though. When you've been building people up and people are invested, and Cody's a genuinely nice guy. That's the other thing. This dude's probably sending more people to WrestleMania this year alone than in the history. And if you remember, this isn't the first time he's done this. Like, WWE fans are... They, they, I know you guys don't want to hear this, but he was with other organizations. When the first All-In happened, someone had... I can't remember the person's name. This person had tweeted Cody and said, Hey, unfortunately, I can't make it, but you guys are going to kill it. And he said, Hey, man, 
DM me your PayPal. No one that wants to be a part of this show should miss it. And that person, I think he, I think it was him and a family member, went to All In because of Cody. This is not like new for Cody. He's a genuine nice guy. So when you want, don't don't get me wrong. I still firmly believe once he finishes his story, then the follow up, and I do believe they're gonna. I do believe, and this is this is gonna be on Cody and the WWE. I think he will get the Cena treatment a year after, because if you actually look at his 2023, outside of the Roman stuff, it was very pedestrian, very bad. He had that moment with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. That was good. The Nakamura stuff, him and Jey Uso winning the tag team championships, that was good. That was a very nice, um, surprising win. But, like, everything else was very pedestrian. If he wasn't so liked, he would have been booed. And just being honest, um, this was not the plan. And I just, something about it just feels disgusting to me. And I say disgusting, like, in a very disrespectful way. Like, it just feels tacked on. But now what? But now, okay. Now if you don't want that slow chemical, what do you want? You know, I don't know. The only thing I can think, the only thing I've been able to think of, like truly, truly been able to think of, has been how do you make Rock make the turn on Roman? Do you have him turn on Roman? Is anyone gonna get the better of the Rock? I don't see that. I don't see the ego of the Rock and Johnson, whatever you want to call him, allowing someone to knock him off and stop his momentum from doing what he wants to do, right? Or you pull a Mike Tyson from WrestleMania 14, and you have Solo come in, and Rock pulls him down and says, no, 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 he needs to handle this himself. And then Rock Rock bombs Solo. Like, is that what it is? Does that take some shine off Cody? I don't know. You know, I don't think Rock needs to be involved at all, but we're here, and he's going to be involved. And that's the only way I can think of that makes sense, you know? Or do you have it? And I just don't, and I don't see this. Let's say they do have that tag team match. Do you have the Bloodline lose two nights in a row main event? That's not I. That's not gonna happen, you know. So I, I don't know, but um, it, it made for very interesting TV, and also just just seeing what people thought of the official hill. Because look here, he not they had no choice. The Rock, this is here's something. Let's, let me make this perfectly clear. I'm sure The Rock will go with it because The Rock can do anything. He's a super talented, charismatic person. But let's be real here. This is the same guy that when he did the film Rampage and the original script, and you can see the original script online, you read it. I actually read the original script. In the original script, uh, the the animal at the end was going to die. The Rock had them. He said, in order, in order for me to sign on to this movie, you have to keep him alive and I'm going to save the animal at the end. This dude has positioned himself to always be the good guy. And it's funny because I thought about that. I was thinking about this the other day, or actually earlier today, before. Obviously, but while I was uh, before recording, I said, you know how many people say it's easy to be the bad guy, but I don't want to be the bad guy. Like that was part CM Punk's problem with his last run in WWE. He was making all this merchandise money, and then they want to turn him heel, so face the Rock. And he said, well, that, there goes that merchandise money. You know, it, it, a lot of people don't want to do what Cody's doing. What John, and even John Cena got eventually frustrated with being a, a, a face and wanting to be a heel. You know, when you're forcing that role for as long as he was, it's, I, I can imagine him being like, well, what the hell is this? You know, but like a lot of people don't want to be, they, they don't want to be heels. You know, Rock's going to make his merchandise money no matter. Now people just buy merchandise. Like, I think he's top 10 in merchandise, but Jey Uso's number one. Um, but like, it's really one of those things where 
he, you could tell he thought he was going to be the conquering hero. He's, he, dude, you just can't be, bro. It just, this is just not your time. This is Cody's time, you know? The same way, well, if you look back at the trilogy of matches that Rock and Austin had, WrestleMania 15, WrestleMania 17, and WrestleMania 19. The history books would feel a little weird. And that's not, that's not, this is not revisionist history. It would feel weird if Rock won WrestleMania 15 after Austin took, I think it was close to seven months before he could, he could climb back to the top. He had to struggle. The Rock had to go heel. He was turning, he was getting too hot. So there had to be a heel, there had to be a face. But then Rock got so hot, he turned both of them face, you know, or both of them were face. 17, Austin wanted to go heel. Yeah, it, both of them were white hot at the time. But WrestleMania 19 was his time. He had the Hollywood rock gimmick going on. Austin was at the, It just felt right, you know? This is Cody's time. And Rock, of all people, under, should understand that. Do I think he understands that? Maybe now, because, you know, the backlash. But overall, it's what I expect from The Rock. He's going to talk a lot of shit. Um,. But yeah, this tag team match idea, I think so. if it was happening in Perth, that would make more sense. The bloodline would get a win, right? And and who do you pin? I don't think you should. You probably have to pin Cody because you shouldn't be pinning your world heavyweight champion. But I'll leave that there, you know. But for night one of WrestleMania, nah. So anyways, that was that. Uh, uh, Tiffany Stratton qualified for the Elimination Chamber. Anderson, Carl Anderson, and Styles they had a little face off where it looks like the OC is imploding. Um, that's the other thing. What are they doing with AJ Styles? Is he gonna be like in a in a match against the OC at WrestleMania? Like, what what are we doing? There's no clear path for AJ Styles or Randy Orton, and we'll, I'm gonna tell you why in a second. Um, also, Braun Breaker, who had a hell of a week, he won the tag team championships in NXT with Baron Corbin, and then he signs to SmackDown. So your NXT tag team champion is now a part of the smackdown brand well on raw seth rollins and this is why they're, it looks like they're building to a tag team match not to go back to it but on raw seth rollins said he wanted to be cody Rhodes' shield says he can help him says he he, he will help him finish his story so it, it really does like look like they're building to this tag team match you know but here's the thing they have a, an elimination chamber match where the winner gets a shot at the world's heavyweight championship so I don't know where this is going. I look here. I'm just gonna sit back and see if this is gonna be a shit show, or we're actually gonna see some shine. But all this is very, very, very interesting. So uh, the elimination chamber is this Saturday, 5 a.m. from Perth. So here are the matches that are signed right now. It's only four of them, and one is not even a complete match yet. You have the women's elimination chamber match. The winner gets a shot at Rhea Ripley and her women's championship at WrestleMania. Now, there has been internal talks of having a women's match in that night. Whoever's facing Rhea will be that match. Io and Bailey are not going to be that match, unfortunately. But I can I can name the people in this chamber, but I'm not going to waste your time. Becky Lynch is winning that, that match. And honestly, I think she should lose to Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. She will be the first credible credible challenger to that women's championship that Rhea's had in almost a year she said look at her if you look at her opponents no disrespect but it's been Zelina Vega it's been Liv Morgan it's been Ivy now none of these women are on the level of Rhea Ripley Raquel R- Rodriguez she she she's not there 
She was she she was there at NXT because that's how they built her. They hadn't built her up on the main roster yet. She's still smiling, doing back muscle shots. Like that came off wrong, but you know what I mean. Um, so she'll be a first credible challenger. You can't have Rhea losing to the first credible person that she faces. So I, I so that's I didn't need to say it, but Becky's winning. Rhea Ripley will defend the women's championship, the world heavyweight championship against Nia Jax. I just gave my prediction. Rhea Ripley. In the men's elimination chamber match, which is all set and signed up, you got um, Logan Paul, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, and Kevin Owens. Drew McIntyre is winning this. I, I don't I, I don't see if you ask me, Logan Paul should eliminate LA Knight. That's how you get to Knight and Paul at WrestleMania. And I think Randy should be the one to eliminate Drew and uh, excuse me, um Drew McIntyre should be the one to eliminate Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley. But either way, I think Drew McIntyre is winning this. I would actually be not surprised, but I'll be like, oh, okay. This is an interesting route they're taking if they actually went with uh, anyone else. So that's that match. And then the final match is signed. It's for the WWE Tag Team Championships, the Judgment Day. Finn Balor, Senior Money in the Bank versus the new catch, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. I ha- I, I'm still going with my prediction that Judgment Day are dropping those tag team titles to R-Truth and The Miz at WrestleMania. I'm, I'm sticking with it. And that's where I'm going. NXT, Shotzi uh, ended up hurting her knee. She, that's why she's out of the chamber match. Um, and she had to be replaced. But, um, no, I don't, as of this recording, I don't know what her status is. Um, so, someone knows you guys actually messaged me on Spotify or, or DM me on Instagram. But I've, I've been looking and I don't see it. So, in a week where he finds out that he's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Steve McMichael, Mongo McMichael, has been hospitalized. He, he has been dealing with health problems. Um, I do believe that Ric Flair got the last picture with him, and I believe McMichael didn't want anyone to see him the way he is now. I forgot the, I forgot the disease he has. I believe uh, Flair went to see him. They took the picture, and then Flair said, yes. The last picture wouldn't have him because he doesn't want to take any pictures. He doesn't want people remembering him in this light. Um, if you don't know who Steve McMichael is, Steve McMichael is a part of the lauded 85 Bears. If you're not a football fan, then that's just what it is. But they are probably known as, the, if not the greatest defense of all time, the second greatest defense of all time uh, next to the 2000 uh, Baltimore Ravens. Um, they dominated that year um, in 85. And uh, he was a part of that team. And he was a wrestler. He was a part of the Four Horsemen from a United States champion. He is—he was not the best wrestler. As a matter of fact, there is an entire—I think there's a whole Twitter thread dedicated to all of his botches. But he was a hell of a personality. He was—he was married to Deborah McMichael, the name. Um, but this dude is getting into the Hall of Fame. So congratulations to him. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate he's in the shape he's in, but he is—he is officially going to be enshrined for all of time. So congratulations to him. On Rampage, Sammy Guevara had a match with Jeff Hardy. Uh, he ended up concussing Jeff Hardy after a, I believe it was, he went for a 450 or something. Jeff put the knees up, and then Sammy Guevara just kneed him right in the face. At the end of the match, the Hardys give uh, Sammy the middle finger, and Jeff just, he, he got his bell rung hard. So prayers to Jeff Hardy, and hoping that he can uh, heal up the right way and not do th- something he should not be doing, but... Uh, prayers to Jeff Hardy for sure. Queen Aminata, she defeated Anna Jay, and then at the end of that, she signed her deal. She's officially 
All Elite adding to a strong, strong women's division. Um, like I said, I didn't really know about her until her. Like her and Sky Blue are best friends, and so um, I, I saw a little bit of her on the Indies, but I actually don't know about her. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know what she can bring to the table. Look here, she's fresh, she's new, she has a plethora of women to work with. You you will have, we have not seen Jamie Hayer this season this this season this year. We have not seen uh, Britt Baker this year. So it's one of those things where there's going to be a lot of women to work with you can learn from. So uh, I'm, I'm in for it. And speaking of seasons, season three of Fight Forever just dropped. I did get it. A lot of people were asking me. I did not get season two. I did not get the acclaim. Season two, if I'm not mistaken, was like, wasn't it like a baseball game? Not a baseball game. It was some type of mini game and Tony Storm. And it was the outcast version of Tony Storm, which makes sense. Um, and then you had the acclaim. I didn't get it because I, I... Look here. They had said... Here's what people don't hit and people don't read and people don't listen. They said this game would be a video game that would not be a yearly game. It would be a game that just has add-ons. Now, the thing that kind of disturbs me is we still don't have new match types. I uh, only reason I got Season 3 is because Swerve Scott's in it. The, the Season 3 um, wrestler log is strong it's claudio it's jamie hater and it's a swerve reminds me of the fucking action figures of a woman but um i have been playing with swerve I means i will say this the two people who i was looking forward to playing with the most and i still wait for samoa joe uh, to come in the game but two of the people i was waiting to play with the most was at this point was keith lee and swerve they have not disappointed they are very fun to play with they're easy to play with um i like their move sets all that good stuff um so it got me back into the game. I played it for for like an hour or so, um, but they need we need a steel cage match. We need we, there's a lot of things we need. I do know that the swerve at the beach. I'm I have not played that much to know where, how to get into all that stuff. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna do my best to get into it. But um, I did get it. Yes. Look here. I'm when I buy a game, I'm all in. You know. And I I, I remember them specifically saying this would be a game with add-ons. So I knew I would spend more money. Um, but I hope they just add different types of matches. You know, uh, I, they, they, they have some... Why not War Games, man? I know you can't call it War Games, Blood and Guts. But why not that? You know, why, there's, there's a lot of things they can do. So, but anyways, I did get it. Anyways, on Dynamite, John Moxley defeated Dax Harwood. Daniel Garcia and Adam Copeland went to a no contest. Christian Cage destroyed Adam Copeland with a concerto. The Bucks defeated Top Flight, and the match is now official. Bucks will get a tag team championship match and Sting's retirement match. Sting and Darby Allen, I'm assuming that's going to be the main event at Revolution. Um, can you imagine? I, I can see Sting wanting to lose, because I don't think Sting actually wanted to win those tag team titles. I can see Sting forcing his way to losing. Now, I, the Bucks are... Uh, let's be killer here. The Bucks are a very giving team. I don't see them putting up a fight. It will put so much heat on the Bucks if they got not just the tag team titles, but they will become the first three-time tag team champions in AEW history, and they will have beaten Sting. And they were on their way out. Oh my God! What the amount of heat they would have for the rest of this year would be fucking amazing. Look here, I'm I'm all for it. Um, Darby did cut a, a, a good promo. Um, I know that's the promo that everyone was talking about. Eric was again, but I liked it. You know, uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Sky Blue. Orange Cassidy defeated Matt Taven to retain his 
International Championship. I don't think Arch Cassidy is losing that title until Revolution. And that's to Roderick Strong. And finally, we talked about TNA earlier. TNA, uh, there was a bunch of letters sent to the owners from Talent questioning why they had to fire Scott Demore, uh, requesting that he be brought back. Um, if Scott Demore was trying to buy the company because they're going in a different direction, I just don't think that's going to happen. I, I do hope it happens because it, it seemed like um, it seemed like they were. It seemed like they were heading. To, it seemed like, and look here, this is never a good sign when you hear about different directions. It seemed like they were heading in the right direction with Scott Demore, though. So it makes me wonder where this ownership wants to take this company, and that's a bit concerning. Just being honest, but this dude has a ton of support. So I'm not saying people are just gonna up and quit, but I mean they may not be able to ret- when some when certain people's contracts are up, they might not be able to retain them. And who knows, people like Nick Nemeth. Uh, FKA Dolph Ziggler, he probably signed strictly because of Scott Demore. There's a lot of things unpacked there. We don't know all the details yet, so hoping TNA can stay on the right path because they are doing so good, you know. So that's just me. And finally, uh, Patrick Clark, FKA Velveteen Dream, made his return to wrestling. Someone actually booked this guy. It was not promoted. Um, he clearly wanted to get back into wrestling. He did that, uh, that that video of apology, and he also was on uh, Chris Van Vliet's show. Um, he was never charged with anything. He has the right to make a living. You don't have to like the guy. The guy is super... Here's the thing about talent. We all know this. When you're talented, you're going to get every opportunity possible. And this is the one guy that I feel in NXT's black and gold run, he cost himself that spot one. But he was the one guy that everyone wanted to win the NXT Heavyweight Championship. This is why, without a doubt, but there's been a lot of big names. And I'm telling you, he was the one that Triple H just couldn't save. And Triple H just saved a lot of people. But think what you want to about the guy. He saved Randy Orton's career, Batista's career. This guy has saved a lot of people's careers. But due to Patrick Clark's own actions, which he has admitted to, that he couldn't be saved. So... Look, I don't think he'll be signed by AEW or WWE. I think he's, at this point, just too fucking toxic. Someone's going to give him a chance. But this was not promoted. This was just kind of thrown together. And and this is the last note that I'm out of here, guys. QT Marshall has returned to AEW in a behind-the-scenes role. Uh, there must come some kind of agreement. Look here. Everyone, it felt like he was the TNA version of Scott Demore. Everyone loved this guy. Loves this guy. So, I'm, I know he wants to wrestle, but... Sometimes your your, your 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 talents are better used in other places. So, anyways, that is the podcast for this Monday. Check me out on Wednesday. We have, uh, you know what? I'm so far ahead. I have no clue what this Wednesday show is. <laughs> I don't know. I promise you. I forgot. I recorded those shows in in in, in early January, if not late December. But I know they're I know they're all uploaded and ready to go. So that's not good. But I, I don't remember. But um, that's how far ahead we are. So, anyways, I'm Slow Chemical. This is your Monday show. Check me out next Monday. Me and J. I'm hoping to have me and JT on next Monday show where we talk about Elimination Chamber and give our thoughts on the review and uh, where we're still going on this bumpy road to WrestleMania. I am out.